Good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour live on this Friday, June the 9th. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. And our toll-free number is 800-951-0592. That is the number you call. It is bubble-proof gold and silver. That is what we do, legal, lawful, constitutional tender, something that cannot be made up out of thin air, something that our founding fathers, I know those, those old curmudgeons that didn't know anything, said our money should be based upon because you can't trust the money changers. That's just the old school word for banker. The website at allamericangold.com. We are days away. Next week, we will have our new site up and running. Uh, right now, we're Tuesday or Wednesday. We're doing our last testing. I'll be doing the last of our testing uh, this weekend, and either Tuesday or Wednesday, the new site will be up and running. And by new, it better, right? That's what we're going for, better. More stuff for me, all the same stuff we still do, right? All the articles, all the videos are going to be there. A lot more easier access to our social media sites and all that other stuff. And uh, it'll look better on your phones as well. Uh, so that's coming next week. You can thank my wife for us doing this show today. I wasn't going to do it. We still have some of those XF20s and 10s that we ran yesterday. There's no better deal in town. XF20s, one grade below AU at $1,350. That's cheaper than a regular plain ultra money. That's how you want to do it. Uh, The 10s at 675. But my wife said, give you another chance. So here I am. I'm giving you the other opportunity. My wife is here today. Wendy's been on vacation. Arlene left. Uh, her granddaughter graduated and having the big party this weekend, so she she was on the early flight out of town. Wendy will be back on Monday, so my wife came in today, and I really just think she just doesn't want to talk to me. So this morning she comes in, she doesn't say a word, and. She, she goes about, start doing what she do, does, and I'm like, hi, honey. And she says to me, I said hello to you. And I'm like, no, you didn't. And she goes, yeah, I did. She goes, you can't hear. Which I really don't hear that well out of one of my ears, my, my one ear I don't hear well at all. But now she's using this all the time. Anytime I say you didn't tell me something, she goes to that car. And I start, it got me thinking about John McCain's questioning of, of Comey yesterday. I told you not to vote for this guy. Listen, I'm sure he's a great American. And I am sure that he served Arizona well. But as yesterday proves, things happen as you get older. Boy, that was tough. I was watching that. Uh, he called the former FBI director the president. Uh, he referred to our president as Mr. I mean, he was all over the place. Got the investigations all mixed up. I don't know if you saw that, but it was, uh, well, I, I mean, because we're from Arizona, so it was tough to see, tough to watch. 
And uh, you know what? He's there for another six years, so uh, it'll only get better, I'm sure. He blamed it on watching the Diamondbacks. Now, that actually, you know what? I'll give him a little bit of a break because they are playing fantastic. Them, the Rockies, right? The Dodgers, uh, maybe the only good thing happening uh, anywhere around, at least on the sports side of things, right? The NBA Finals, I think, is going to be over tonight, thankfully, mercifully. I have not watched. I'm proud to say I have not watched a single second of it. And uh, I'm sure I won't for the rest of it either. But uh, none of that has to do with anything that we do. But I will say this. Today, even more more details coming, this bubble that is really, you're really starting to see it. There's a great article in our, wasn't even, didn't even make our paper, but it made our online version. Because uh, I guess now the the cost of the physical paper, <laughs> right? it's just too expensive. And I'm like the last person in, in maybe Arizona that actually still gets the, the physical newspaper. But in our, our on the online edition, Arizona, we've done something that we've never done before, when it, and, it, and it's in regards to jobs. And even I was impressed. Uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what Boeing has been up to. Yesterday I mentioned, I don't think I actually got to it, we're now up to two major employers in the United States this week alone who have willingly announced that they are moving jobs overseas. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about what the Atlanta Federal Reserve is doing the second quarter GDP, and we'll go over the one piece of economic data uh, that came out this morning, as well as discuss the nature of our wealth. The latest numbers are out. The amount of wealth in the country and how it breaks down, you're not it, it's shockingly bad. It's the, you know it's bad when even I was shocked. So when we talk about this this great divergence that's occurring within the country, uh, this will lead into that. And then Amazon they need they want in the food stamp business. That ought to tell you how big that is. We're going to talk about it all. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back. Patriot Radio News Hour again, 800 951 I don't know what else I can do to get you to prepare. We have a Federal Reserve meeting Wednesday. Yesterday, I told you, I think the bottom was in. I think yesterday morning sell-off was it. Today we went, uh, got down to where the sell-off occurred yesterday, held that ground again. Uh, I don't think we're going very far. Uh, as more of the economic data, the actual economic data comes in, just isn't adding up. Today, uh, one more piece of it, and this led to another drop in predictions, talking about inventories. The Commerce Department released the report this morning showing a larger-than-expected drop uh, 
for the month of April. And this just tells you this is why you're going to start seeing the drop in the GDP forecast. I don't know if you remember. I wrote it down. I have it sitting here in my studio. After first quarter's number, the Atlanta Federal Reserve said second quarter, they started at 4.3. Two weeks ago, it went down to 3.7. Last week, it went down to 3.4. About an hour ago, they now are saying 3. And we're only getting, this is the last piece of April data. What's going to happen when they get the main numbers? Uh, economists had, expect, had expected a much smaller drop, but then they went back to, the problem is they went back to March and lowered that number as well, so that may not give us a, a good report for the final re- revision of first quarter. Here's how it broke down. Non-durable goods, down eight-tenths of a percent. A steep drop in farm products. Uh, there was a drop in petroleum as well. Inventories for durable goods down three-tenths of a percent. Noticeable decreases in inventories of computer equipment, automotive products. Commerce Department also said that wholesale sales dropped three-tenths of a percent in April after falling two-tenths of a percent in March. See, funny thing happens when wholesalers' sales go down. (laughs) They tend not to want to order any more stuff. A 1.1% decline in sales of non-durable goods, the culprit. See, really, uh, the... And you take out Boeing airplanes, it probably gets even worse. Speaking of Boeing, I'm going to share with you a little article today in the Wall Street Journal. Boeing defends shifting work to China. Boeing is moving more work completing aircraft to China and other overseas markets, but says it doesn't expect this to affect the U.S. manufacturing workforce. And I thought that was interesting because I've actually, you know, I've been doing this show for a while. You know, I've only, it's only my 14th, what, 14th year doing this? You know, it's a little bit. And I know I've been on the air talking about Boeing layoffs. Boeing is the largest exporter in the United States, by the way, by dollar. Right, because planes cost a lot. They said that they face a tough environment for commercial jetliners. Right? A lot of people that have been placing orders have been canceling them. Of course, that's not in the news. It said, uh, here's an example, 2016, net orders dropped 13% from 2015 and 53% from 2014. And through June 6th of this year, Boeing has just 208 net orders. Last year's number was 688. 
So it looks like we're going to have another fall. The company is under pressure to cut costs. Boeing shriveled by about 30,000 workers in the United States over the last five years. And their CEO comes out and tells the Wall Street Journal that moving these the uh, finishing production to China won't have any effect on its U.S. manufacturing workforce. And I guess he's right, because it'll be the same effect that we're already going through, which is less workers. So I guess, you know what, I wasn't going to call him a liar, but he's actually telling the truth, which is, hey, we've been firing people here for five years. We're going to keep doing it. Trying to reshape the company by boosting its profit profitability and the best way to do that is apparently leave the united states of course we told you all of this was happening we knew about it and you think you know you look at that news you look at the wholesale inventory news and you see wall street doesn't care don't care about anything right another one again the classic bubble symptoms you know when you think about by the way, the other company, Lowe's. Lowe's announced layoffs in its IT workforce earlier this week and just made no bones about it in their little press statement said, yeah, we're going to move those to India. Yeah. Don't worry. It's fine. Everything's going to be great. Just look at what Janet Yellen says about the jobs numbers. Look how great they are, and everything's just wonderful. Right here at home, right here in Arizona. Okay? And we're one of the places where things are better than most places. Food service jobs saw a record first quarter jump in Arizona. And you think about this town. I mean, I was here in the 90s. I was here during the housing boom. Right? And I've seen a lot of growth and a lot of bust happen here. And right now, I mean, there's some growth going on, but it's nothing great. I mean, it's better than what it was you know, during the height of the Great Recession. But for them to come out in Arizona to say, we hired more food server workers than ever before in the first quarter of 2017. Matter of fact, almost three out of every ten jobs this state created is a waiter, a waitress, a bartender, a busboy. You tell me how it is that we are going to have economic nirvana when that's the case. It is not, it's not mathematically possible. When you add in the bedpan, Right, and the the medical workers that are are being hired, another eleven thousand minimum wage medical people. 
half of all jobs created in Arizona in the first quarter were essentially minimum wage jobs. Just those two. There was others, but those two made up half. And this is kind of what has been going on throughout all of this. You know, when we sit there and we look at all the jobs, and I get all the data, I know the numbers. And then when we sit there and we look at it all, and and we come out and say, hey, here's the numbers, 15,100 food service jobs created. This is kind of how it all works out, right? This is the, I guess, the quote-unquote new economy. And I guess all of these waiters and waitresses, they're going to be the ones that buy out all of your 401Ks and your IRAs as the baby. By the way, first baby boomers hitting 70 this year, which is a, a hard place to be because at 70 and a half, you have to start selling, right? We've been talking about all of the volumes and wondering who's been doing all the buying, and we kind of know now. The central banks are now the largest shareholders in the world. Right? We knew Japan, right? Their central bank owns more stock than anybody over there. Now all of them do. And then the Federal Reserve's own data, and I love this part because, you know what, for all of you people that don't believe what I'm telling, and I'm telling you right now, Janet Yellen flat out lies. And I guess I see it, I can't even say lie, right? They manipulate the data to where she can say that she's not lying, but she knows she's, she's not telling the whole truth. Right, you know when your kids get in trouble and they kind of tell you part of the story, right, and then come, you know, try to convince you, no, I didn't lie. I just didn't give you all the facts. Everything I told you was true. Well, that's exactly what they have done. They have a flow of funds report. Right? You just think about all these reports that you don't know. Like I said, the, the MIT mafia is at work at the Federal Reserve. They have more data to look at than anybody. The latest snapshot of what the Federal Reserve says is household, U.S. household, the, the sector of value. They say that net worth of the average U.S. household rose to an all-time high. See, this is why they say we fixed it. $94 trillion, they said. <laughs> I mean, this is what you got to believe. And that was up $2.4 trillion. From the estimated $500 billion increase in real estate values, most of the increase, thanks to the stock market, they said. They said at the same time, borrowing by households only rose 
$36 billion, which kind of makes you scratch your head, right? If we really had $2 trillion more and more money. But that's not the part that I'm going to dispute. Let's just take that at, at its premise and say, okay, sure. I guess we, we got a lot wealthier. The biggest part is, how does that wealth get broken down? And remember what I've been telling all of you as we've been going down this very gradual path of destruction. And I keep doing and I'll keep saying it. How, does we, how are we going to go bankrupt? It's going to be gradually at first, and then it's going to be suddenly. So when they took all U.S. households, they broke it down into three segments. The bottom 50%, so one out of every two people, of this alleged $95 trillion, they have less than 1% of the wealth. Already, and this is kind of what I told you, right? We're already at the point where half of America is dependent upon the government, and it's only getting worse. So now the federal, they, this is their data. It's not mine. It's not some think tank. This is not some kind of fake news. The top 10% held 76% of all the wealth in the United States. That means 40% held, what, a little bit, and then the rest of us held none. Patriot Radio News Hour, we'll be back after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. Globalists have long opposed using American technology to build missile defense, just as they oppose building a border wall to stop illegal immigration. Globalism favors a less sovereign United States, one that is more dependent on the United Nations and international power brokers. These same globalists have interfered with missile defense development for a half century, dating back to 1966 when Phyllis Schlafly advocated for the Nike X missile defense system. Nike didn't stand for an athletic shoe then, but for the Greek goddess representing victory in both war and peace. Phyllis pointed out then that development of a missile defense system would have weakened the resolve of the Soviet Union and could have dissuaded them from continuing to fund the war of attrition in Vietnam. Nearly two decades later, again at the urging of Phyllis, President Ronald Reagan promoted the development of a similar program, and it helped enormously in causing the collapse of the communist Soviet Union. In a speech delivered in October 1966, Phyllis Schlafly urged globalist and longest-serving Secretary of Defense Robert McNamara to drop his opposition to the Nike X missile defense program. Phyllis explained then that... American technological genius has developed a marvelous new weapon which can give us the anti-missile defense we need. It is called the Nike X. It has been developed and thoroughly tested so that we know it is reliable and ready to go into production. 
President Reagan persevered against the naysayers, and his refusal to abandon this program caused the Soviets to realize that they could not keep up with our technological advances. When the Gulf War broke out during the presidency of the first George Bush in 1991, the newly developed missile system known as Patriot played a spectacular role in shooting down missiles launched by Iraqi dictator Saddam Hussein. Phyllis Schlafly referred to opponents of missile defense as the grave diggers because their senseless opposition to defending us against enemy attack was akin to digging graves for us. It's simply inevitable that at some point an attention-seeking dictator will get control of a nuclear arsenal and start launching missiles far and wide. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. America is safe only when America is strong. Our national defense requires the most modern technology and best-trained soldiers, and there should be no social politics or idle threats coming out of Washington. At phyllisschlafly.com, we take this work very seriously. Please visit phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. He was backwards, backwards, use words like no sir, yes ma'am, it's really time to wake up. The really, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. And really, without Wall Street, there is none. Even for the top ten, nothing. There's no growth here. Matter of fact, according to their own data, and I, I have no more powerful weapon than this, and this is why I'm telling you, right, it's all getting ready to end again, right, because they didn't fix it. They covered it up. If you go back all the way to 1989, when looking at wealth distribution, we know that there's been a staggering increase in the amount of wealth for the top 10%. Matter of fact, it's 54% higher today than it was in 1989, right? And a lot of that thanks to what? All the laws that changed, all the things that, that have led to the, the mega banks and the mega corporations, right, and all of this other stuff and the, the shrinking, I guess, of the world. Because it leaves more and more people out. According to the Federal Reserve, U.S. debt has never been higher. Student loan debt, car loan debt, mortgage debt are all at record. We know that. But here's what's even more disturbing is the dollar value of the debt. According to the latest data points, 20% of U.S. households, despite this great housing market, now own, owe more on their homes than what they are worth, but the difference is the dollar amount grew to $45,000. Back in 07, only 3% of families owned, owed more on their house than what it was worth, and the number was 16000 Now we're at 20% and 45000 
student loan debt is up 64% from 2007. The average loan balance is now $41,000. And, and it's and it's increasing. This is why I said none of this adds up. None of this makes sense. Right? And you see the VIX. I don't know if you follow the VIX at all. That's the volatility gauge on Wall Street. Only 35 times. And I want to say that this index started like in 1990. Only 35 times has it gone below 10. Now you think it trades every day. So you think about that's what? There's 365 days a year. That's 27 years, 365, 9,855 days. Now, granted, Wall Street doesn't open every day, but I, I'm not smart enough to figure it out. So let's just round it up a little bit. Let's, in the last 10,000 days, only 35 times. Has the VIX been below 10? And the VIX is kind of, they call that the fear gauge. I call that the bubble mark, right? When, there's, when, when you get to that, you know you got trouble. 10 of the 35 have occurred this year. So you, you start thinking about what's really happening, and you kind of get that feeling that, once again, this is just like, you know what, we saw it in 06, 07, we saw it in, in 01, right? We saw it in, when the dot-com bubble burst. All these similar things all happening. And then you look at all the actual data and you're wondering, how did they miss it? And you're thinking to yourself, how am I missing it, right? And, and you go out and, and it defies logic. But yes, here it is. Right, and you talk, you talk about the the amount of debt owed by U.S. families, and then you look at wealth distribution, and really, if you take out the top, you know, well, the top ten owns most of it, right? But if you went down to say the top twenty five percent, there's no wealth left for the rest. I mean, half of America now. Essentially, according to the Fed's own data, essentially have no net worth. Or, well, by none, they mean it's negative. They have a negative net worth. And then you start thinking about how is that really supposed to work? We have the first baby boomers hit 70 this year. The vast majority of the, what I'll say from, so you got the top 10. But the vast majority from percentage 11 to 50 is in the baby boomers, and it's in their IRAs and their 401Ks, and the first of them just hit 70. The number one job growth in the entire United States for 10 straight years is food service. And you somehow think we're supposed to have economic growth? The unemployment rate's really at 4.3%. 
Doesn't matter. We're down to 88% of working males in their prime working years in the workforce. How about this one? We now have added another state that's going to have no insurer for the, I guess, for what's left of Obamacare. Washington State says no insurer willing to offer Affordable Care Act plans next year in two of their counties, opening up a third U.S. region that is is poised to be without coverage through the health care's marketplace. And you got to think to yourself, how big of an increase did they need that they said, you know what, we can't even ask? Because, let's face it, they're all coming out there. They're asking, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40. We've seen... Increases as high as 50 and 60%. And these insurers looked at some of these counties and it's growing. I mean, how big, what would what, what they need? 100%, 200%, 300%. A number so big that they said, you know what, forget, we're not even going to ask. We're just out. But don't worry, there's no there's no inflation either. Patriot Radio News Hour halftime on a Friday. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. You know, you start thinking about the jumps that we've seen in gold, and I'm telling you right now, get ready. You know, when when it went from two hundred and fifty. To the five hundred dollars, and I started when I started with there. The gold was like in the low three, went to five, and then it went to, jumped to seven. And we were telling you this: that's not the big move, right? And then it went all the way back to four, and then it jumped to a thousand. And we said that's not the big move. And then from the thousand, and, and it was thousand fifty four was the exact number. It went back to $700. And then it raced up to 1900 And we still told you, that's not the big move. And then it went back to the 1050 But I missed the bottom. I did. I told you the bottom was going to be 1080 And it was 1050 I, I missed it. And that was my fault. I should have known better. Because I knew the old the the last all time high was thousand fifty four. I should have said that number. I'd have been a genius. Doesn't take a rocket science to figure out what they do, right? The computers do it all anyway. The big move is going to be the move that we're already seeing start. I mean, you really when you think about it, gold's up two hundred and twenty some odd dollars, and the just since. January 1st of 2016. The big move is the move we're going to see next, because this is the move where it all falls apart. I'm going to read you a memorandum that Moody's put out yesterday. 
you tell me we're not in a bubble. Right? I told you about the VIX index. Right? This is supposed to be Wall Street's like, ah, we're going to get nervous here. There's none. Right? Hasn't been like this ever. Right? We're at record low volatility because there's nothing to be fearful of. That's the time when you know you should be the most scared, by the way. This was Moody's. Troubling deterioration. A spike in charge-off rates indicates a slide in underwriting standards. Moody's warned yesterday the steep increase in credit charge-offs, credit card charge-off rates in Q4 of 16 and Q1 of 17 is the largest they've seen since 2009, saying that strong underwriting standards in place since the financial crisis have deteriorated and potentially deteriorating rapidly. The size of the jump was surprising. Wasn't surprising to me. I've been telling you all along. Listen, I know. I know what the jobs that they say that they've created are. Just because they don't tell it to you on the idiot box doesn't mean that I'm not the one that's telling the truth. Of course I am. How do you think we've been doing this as long as we have? Because we come out here and give you bad information? No. We tell it to you before. They eventually get around to telling it to you. And when they do, they all act surprised. The surprise is coming. The jump was surprising in light of the ongoing strength in the U.S. employment market. There it is. Huh. I can't figure it out. Three out of every ten jobs in this state is a food service worker. Yeah, I can figure it out. Hey, bingo! I just figured it out. Unless, of course, the Bureau of Labor Statistics is chronically, for political reasons or otherwise, misreporting the real dynamics in the labor market. Or else the even more chronic failure of rate wages to rise means increasingly more Americans cannot even make the minimum card payment. In other words, Double J was right. And I think the key word probably in all of this is the misreporting the real dynamic. And that's really the problem. Look at the jobs number from last week. 600,000 more Americans. Gone. They're out of the labor force. That means they don't have to count it as unemployed. 600,000. That's a fact. You know what another fact was? We lost 360,000 full-time jobs. 
That was a net loss. By the way, you know what the net gain in the part-time jobs was? It was only like 130000 Almost the exact number they said the jobs went up, by the way. How did they get the rest of the number? They made it up. Their birth death models, right? They're all of their, their, their uh, economic models. They love that stuff. They don't care about the actual data. First quarter charge-off, the highest for Capital One. What's in your wallet? Well, apparently the Capital One credit cards in a lot less people's wallets today. First National of Nebraska. Never even heard of them. Apparently they're in really bad shape. By the way, charge-offs were up over 5%. Yeah, no big deal. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Final segment on this Friday, you take my wife. Because, you know what, quite honestly, I really don't feel like doing it. You're not listening. You're not getting ready. And you're going to regret it. I mean, it's just that simple. Facts don't lie. You know who lies? People that want to obstruct the facts. And apparently now we live in a new economic world where the central bank and the stock market, right, it's one and the same. That's what they protect. You know this. Look at the last disaster. Who did they bail out? They bailed out Wall Street, not you. And you can lie for a while. But eventually, what, the truth comes out? Because the truth is no one's got any money left. And they already know it. I didn't even know. You know what? We're already over half the people got no money. I knew we all knew the top 10, and really the top 10 is really misleading. The top one half of one. And I'll see if I can get, I don't know if I can get any farther in, but I'll see if I can to, to, to prove it all. But it is, we are, we are quickly approaching a point in history that has never been seen. Matter of fact, Paul said, remember I told you about him the other day in the warning, gave another one. I'll have that. Matter of fact, I'll, we'll make sure when Ramon's back, we'll play that clip for you Monday. You need to get ready. Yesterday, I told you, this was a special that unheard of. XF, which is one grade below AU, which is almost uncirculated. These things are just great. $20 Liberties and $10 Liberties. The $20 Liberties are $13.50. That's $80 over spot. That's incredible. That never happened. The, the $10 Liberties are half of that. It's six seventy five. The XF. Okay, the XF. 20s at 1350, the XF10s at 675, and put them away. We're getting ready. This is just the beginning. You know, you, you start thinking about the fact, you know, gold's up over 10% this year. Right? They're acting like it's a horrible idea. It's, it's just getting started. Right, we're we're seeing the the Federal Reserve what the the power is waning. 
right? I mean, we got the meeting on Wednesday, and we've had a few bucks sell off, nothing big. And like, and I'm like, yeah, I don't think we're going to get much more because the reason is the actual data doesn't support anything that they're saying. Moody's comes out yesterday and just writes this letter saying, hey, something's not right. Either the report is bad. Well, it has to be the report because the, the, the charge of... The charge-offs are getting out of control again. And you know, what's the last thing the American consumer doesn't pay, right? That's the credit card bill. They'll, they'll stop paying just about everything before they stop paying that. And now they can't even make that. Right? Look at it. Arizona laid it out beautifully. Hey, 3 in 10 jobs on a food server. So it doesn't really matter whether we created 100,000 jobs or 200,000 jobs if they're all food server jobs. You really think we're going to have this great economy with, with, with food service? They're going to buy all of your 401Ks and your IRAs. You better have some gold. XF20, 1350, XF10, 675 at 800-951-0592. Come on, you do. Have a great weekend. We'll be back next week.